1: Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Pabocyclop
0: IBRANTS 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrands and visit iBrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs both of these can lead to death tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms including trouble breathing shortness of breath cough or chest pain before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever chills or other signs of infection liver or kidney problems are or plan to become pregnant or are breastfeeding Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash and loss of appetite. Hey, J.O.E.
2: Black Market is an initiative created by 85 South Media to highlight, amplify, and showcase leaders, entrepreneurs, and educators from our community. The show tapes monthly at our studio in Atlanta, Georgia. To submit you or your organization for consideration, go to 85southshow.com backslash blackmarket.
3: I know, I asked Ryan, I was like, yo, how did y'all dig me up out of the damn, uh, Bro, you dope as hell, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, welcome back to the 85 South Show Black <laughs> Influence Spotlight.
2: Bro, we always got some dope people stopping through the trap, you know, showing us love. And today is no exception. We got a dope-ass creative. We can't even say an artist because he, it goes way beyond that. A dope-ass creative human being, bro. I'm sitting here going through the bio like... Bro, DL did it all, bro. And he got a cold ass name, DL Warfield. You like that? Bro, only Warfield. I'm familiar with his Marshall. Pa-
3: Come on, Marsh. Marshall Warfield. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I haven't met a Warfield that I wasn't related to. So, Real? you know, and it's yeah. a good it was a wide receiver that was really Paul Warfield. Good. There you yeah, go. See, so I know I'm, I'm related to him. You yeah. know him? And my son is a wide receiver. What's
2: up, yeah. uh, other Warfield? <laughs> <laughs> D L L Warfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I throw an extra L in there, yeah. man. Yeah. So, welcome to The Trap, first and foremost, man.
3: Man, I, I'm uh, excited to be down here. You know, and I was definitely familiar with your show. Like, I followed on social media. But I knew uh, it was something that was super dope when I told my son and his eyes lit up. You yeah. know, so I was like, oh, okay. So, this is really the shit, you know. But, uh, no, I appreciate it. I'm glad to uh, be down here. Brother, to speak
2: to what you said about your son. bro when his generation started embracing the show from Bru- us as a, like not as like you know they doing it but right. when it came to some cool shit to them I right. knew it was going this is going to be something that lasts for a minute right. you know what I'm saying because they ain't even start coming to comedy shows yet Right. Like his generation. Right, so right, right. These are some fans. So, shout out to, to the money you're going to spend with
3: us in the future. Young Stick. Yeah, that's, what yeah. We,
2: that's my investment. Yeah,
3: right there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. But you know, it's funny. I got to give you this because as soon as I told him, he was like, you know, they're going to roast you on the show. No. So, I was like, ah, shit. So, I brought down a little peace offering. Okay. So, one of my uh, one of my dope tees, you know what I mean? That's dope. I was like, yeah. I was like, maybe he will uh, lay off me a little bit. I'll let you make it. You brought me some. <laughs> you, when you bring gifts, yeah. <laughs> you get to
2: make it. Taylor, you mind adding this to the rack of things? You know I like to have ambiance. I'm going to hang it up all as right, we I do this. You what know. well, Taylor is, I be getting on her nerves. I can see it all in her face. <laughs> she be like, right. she, I do not work for you. Yeah. She came in smiling, though, but I guess you, you might have changed the attitude a little bit for her. She, I don't talk to her that much because she's fucking me up. She real quiet. I'm like, why you don't never say nothing? She said, why you don't never say nothing to me? <laughs> makes sense. I just walked out because yeah, I was like, yeah. you right. Yeah. you right." Yeah, yeah. But it man, how did you get? How did you get your start with you know bringing the creativity to life, the visuals, the art, the, all of that, man? Man, uh, one give me your first. Give me your first successful project. I don't give a damn if it was like first, second grade and you drew the dopest okay, ninja turtle. Or my some first
3: successful like project, man, when I was in middle school. I won a a logo design contest for American Can Company. American Can can Company. I don't even think they're in existence anymore, but they were based in St. Louis. My godfather worked for them. And he was like, hey, we having a a logo design contest. Can you draw something? And I was like, sure. And so the, the slogan was, let's put management and workers on an even scale or something like that. So I did what you would think. I drew a scale. You know, like a with Libra just scale. yeah, like a Libra scale with, you know, some management shit on one side and then some worker stuff on the other. And I won the I won it. So it was like five hundred dollars. You know, they it would, they probably should have paid me about a grand. To tell least. the truth though. For you to be in middle school, that was a uh, lick. It was it was a big thing. It was definitely a big thing, you know, and so uh all of my successes, you know, I attribute to uh little marks like that. Like yeah. it wasn't really anything big, but it was a couple things. It was one, uh, uh people opened up doors and opportunities for me. You know, that definitely happened. Uh and I'm I'm so thankful for all of the people that did you know, that did it from art, sports, mentoring, teachers, et cetera. Like I had a lot of people that carved out lanes for me. Right. And uh my godfather is one of those people that recognized my talent at a young age and brought something to me that probably most people wouldn't have thought to do for a seventh or eighth grader.
2: Right. That I saw you checking out some of the fan art. We always you know, we rotate it but right. it ain't been rotated in a while, yeah, man. It's, you, it's, know, you got every, some nice pieces. Bro, every show we go to somebody bring us some artwork, like and you and it always people you never would expect to be artists. It'd be right. like a hood ass dope dude. <laughs> Like a dope boy, like when you draw that, man. I was doing. I started back doing portraits in the pen. Right, right, right. And I I did throw a little something together. Can we get a picture? Absolutely. I don't know why they always got that voice. Can we, me and my lady, we get a picture? (laughs) Right. No, y'all can have that. We just can we get a picture?
3: You know what, like artists, man, we come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. So I think it's dope that uh, you know former dope boys are now getting back into their portrait bag. You know, that's awesome.
2: This show been bringing the hood back together,
3: bro. That's good. That's good. You know what? I think that's a great title too. bringing the hood back together. So maybe that's another segment or a spinoff. Just bringing the hood back together.
2: Absolutely. We just had like a baby daddy and a baby mama on FaceTime <laughs> mediate arguments. Right. And stuff. So he
4: can come Hell, get the you. kids on Wednesday. Right.
2: <laughs> but I, A lot of people hit me on the on the inbox. They didn't get back together with the baby mama. And stuff. Man, hey, man, I'm not that's saying awesome, it is all our fault. But right we had something to do with it
3: but you know what you could you know you could fix a lot of things through laughter you know and yeah. uh like m- like me and my wife we've been together since 1985 bro you never even tried to get no your- my! <laughs> right, right 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 his mama his mama 85. right hey but listen y'all grew up together yes <laughs> Yeah, since um, since I was a sophomore in high school man but when people ask what the secret is I was like Yo, because we can still laugh together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so everything else can go up and down. But, you know, like if you really enjoy being around that person. Yeah, you know? man. So you comedy, gotta, comedy can cure all kind of shit, man. We were about to talk about some art, but, bro, you've you
2: been with your wife for, like, <laughs> 30-something years, yeah. man. How, give, how old are you? I'm 38. Okay. Now, you got to give us some, some game on that, bro, because as black men, we don't get a lot of black men that can give us... Some successful marriage tips or, you know, what, man? Woman I tips. Think, like, uh, this is a whole nother thing we got to discuss. You're yeah, not leaving us okay. hanging like okay, that. OK, bro. OK. So
3: listen. So I think that one, I mean, when it gets down to giving relationship advice like the only uh, the only person that you have to worry about your relationship working with is you and that other person right. so like my advice for you might not work but it works for me and my wife i ain't and gonna take it anyway yeah all right listen fuck <laughs> it leave me i'm yeah. fucking up but you me. know but
2: yeah fuck it you gon' going she's going through it with me first <laughs> it's not, we're not just about to be all in love Hell hey up. you know what hey you i need to know if you're
3: here for real to <laughs> so, drag your ass yeah, so you want somebody that's battle-tested, so that's dope. And so I think, you know, my wife is definitely battle-tested. I mean, being with an artist, you know, is no easy task. Yeah, because
2: people weird.
3: Absolutely. You creative people are very weird. Absolutely. And I, I would say that, you know, I'm definitely weird. I just like different shit, and I think differently. Yeah. You know, but I think... Uh, one thing that probably makes me a little different than a lot of artists is I was also an athlete. Oh, so I okay. was like Stun football and track Stun and art. Yeah, that so. was your
2: way of letting them know you wasn't on no nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn, I was an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All this shit. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it just, it just made it. I think it, brought, uh, I think it brought me down a little bit because when you play sports you and balance. when you have to do things like that, yeah, it gives you balance. And, and to me, everything was about working my ass off. Right. And so sometimes I work my ass off and I win. Sometimes I work my ass off and I lose, but I just try to stay neutral b- about the whole situation. Yeah, go. I kinda approach art the same way.
2: Yeah. Just
3: it's about working my ass off. So
2: So creatively, what are some of your your favorite pieces or things to create?
3: You know what? Um uh, I, I like doing in, everything, man. You've been in the I mean, fashion. Yeah. I, I like I like doing everything. You <laughs> du- said you huh?
2: said nudity. Yeah, I oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Chicago that Tribune. Yeah, and Has a Bush. You yeah. got a diverse. This yeah. ain't all
3: of them. I'm just right. running off a few of them. I'm I think like so. some of the some of the most exciting projects you know that your audience probably knows is like the stuff that I did when I was a creator director at LaFace. Right. And so there, I was in charge of like Outcast, TLC. Pink, Goody Mob, T.I., Tony Braxton. And what was incredible was seeing like those artists at the Genesis, like when they bring you what they think is what they know is the best shit that they got. And then they trust you to to uh, add a visual to it. Like that's an incredible that's incredible.
2: hand. You just named a whole list of musical titans. Right. Like working with them early before the world, like you said, before the world gets to consume all of this great shit, they about to drop. Mm-hmm. It's like, could you see the 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 superstardom in some of these people, like off the gate?
3: Absolutely. Right? You know, like it was just it was different moments working there where, like they would bring in the music, and as soon as you hear it, you would be like, holy shit, you know. And uh, at the time you know we were just thinking about what was great at that moment not like what was going to be great 10 20 years right. down the road and so like when i look at some of those artists just you know and uh, and what they have went on to be become like i'm not surprised because they were great then you right. know but you don't think about in the long term when you're working on that shit. Yeah. You're thinking about being the greatest right and now. And then
2: you gotta, you got, you can't even really talk about it. You gotta wait before, you know, it's absolutely dropped. Absolutely. Man, what was, I mean, people never really get the grand scope of how great and huge TLC right. is
3: and was. Like, right. what was it like working with TLC? Man, working with TLC was great because they, uh, they just love creative shit and you couldn't go too far for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you could bring them any idea and they were open to it and so i think that uh to me that was one of the qualities that really really made them stand out like they were a hundred percent about going against the grain visually musically and everything and that's the type of person that i am too so it was perfect and so uh they were easy i mean they were one of the easiest groups that i actually had to work got to work with
2: who was the artist that pushed your creativity like that
3: really pushed you. Like I don't know if I could be able to fuck with him. This I would this probably shit. say Usher. Really, you know, absolutely Usher, man. I mean, and it's funny. It's like he uh, he's definitely a uh, a rethinker. You know what I mean? Like he's not super impulsive. And we've had multiple situations where last like minute i changes. designed you know what the la- it wouldn't be the last minute changes as much as it was to get to the finish so an example like uh when i did the artwork for here i stand i probably did 60 covers damn he went with the first one that i sent him after i you know after i did all of those and so the way that we worked as soon as i designed that i sent it to him i was like dude this is it and he's like man i don't know and so design after design after the design and we ended up going back to the very first one yeah you know and so i don't know if he was just fucking with me at times but he he was the one that is challenging to get him to commit to something
2: so you create these one-off pieces what happens to the other 59
3: man they get ready to become nfts mm. yeah. <laughs> or, or that would be a goal you know what i mean but they just sit in the vault and you know like with most of the uh, music projects that i have i mean i have It's just files of shit, you know, from photo shoots to like whatever. So I have all of that, you know. And so uh, now I'm just trying to navigate through ownership and who owns what and can I release some of this material, you know, because I have my fine art, which is like mostly my main focus right now that I could definitely do. But if I can dig back in the bag and grab some of that stuff, that's, you know, people never even seen that I thought was amazing, you know. Uh, that would be an incredible opportunity
2: do me a favor because you know so much about it like like you said we got a very big broad audience from your son age to grandma them age right what a who are some of the black artists that they should look up get online and check out black fine artists yeah give us some dope black artists to Uh, go catch up on oh man
3: Kevin Wack Fabian Williams which is occasional superstar Paper Frank uh, Gary Kelly Thomas Blackshear. Throw some women in there. Throw some women in there. Give
2: us some black women, artists, creatives, Uh, sculptures, whoever Mm -hmm. do sculptures, whatever. We want everything.
3: Man... Female artists. I mean, I'm just I'm just drawing a blank now. But um, we'll
2: get back to it. Yeah, you could just yell them out. To as Yeah, they yeah, come it's to just you, random. Right? Like I got Tourettes. This is the trap. We, <laughs> we have no format. Yeah, yeah. Tasha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tasha Black. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is Black Man Show, bro. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but uh, you know what? Like the uh, a lot of the artists that I followed and in was Spire, inspired by growing up, they were they were not. Like your most well-known fine artist. You know, yeah. they were like people that I interned for, yeah. you know, and things like that. We'll so. check them out, too. No, absolutely. So I, I gave you a couple like Tony Wade, Mark Scott Carroll, Gary Kelly. Like those are guys that really uh, revolutionized me things for me as an artist. That's dope, man. So any of your kids get into the art? You know what? My daughter is a writer-director. You know, she just finished working on Spider-Man. She's super funny as shit, you know. But uh, she's working in production, but writing, directing. And my son is—he—he he has my athletic side. He has some uh, creative ability, but you know, I, try, I have to try to pull it out of him. You yeah, know what I mean?
2: So, I understand. Yeah. yeah. What
3: about you? Got kids? Yeah. Okay. Any of them funny?
2: Well, my son is so sarcastically funny. Yeah. It, it is so crazy. Yeah, that's dope. How old is he? Twelve. Okay. And it, it's just—it's to the point where I don't even want to talk to him. <laughs> Because he's fully aware that I'm a comedian, so like you said, it's like I think he think he has the right to be a comedian.
3: Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm your daddy. Right. So <laughs> y'all go back and forth. A lot. Yeah. But he be that's right good. a lot of times. Yeah, that's good. I think uh having those type of dialogues, I mean, I think to me, creativity is right next to sarcasm. Right. And it's right you know, it's right next to being a smart ass. And so, like in school, I was always drawn to Smart ass, wise ass type. My son people. definitely yeah. is smart yeah. ass. Like I always, like
2: he always go to my dad house, right? Mm. You know, my dad old school Mississippi. Okay. So <laughs> every time my son like get ready to get up, get a snack or something, my dad hit him with some old shit that this generation of kids ain't never used to hearing. So you ever like yeah. grandson? It's some good cold water in there? So <laughs> now. Like every time my my son come home. Anytime somebody walk past the refrigerator, they'd be like, "It's some good cold water
3: in <laughs> <laughs> there. That's some of the funniest shit, but that's dude. That's dope, though, man. I think, uh, it's, it's awesome to have th- those type of bonds with your kids. Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? And I think that... And just to
2: watch them grow up. It's yeah. like they go to bed and wake up and be whole other individuals. Yeah, absolutely. when they come
3: downstairs. Yep. And then, I mean, he'll probably say shit to uh, pull great bits and things out for you. You oh, know, yeah. The questions like, that they ask. Right. And some, some of my, uh, like, as a fine artist, like, some of my best, most memorable pieces have came through joking and talking shit. And so... Yeah. Like, uh, what like, are some
2: of your favorite pieces that you've personally done? Uh, I don't think we get to brag enough. Recently, as
3: a yeah, recently um, I did a piece. It was I, well, I do a body of work called the American Flag Remix. So if you look it up online, it's just one word: American Flag Remix. But uh, I did a piece in that series called the United States, so we built this shit for free. Oh my and it god! Was, yeah, now and that's it,
2: the shirt. Yes. That's the movie. Yeah. We can get Ava DuVernay yeah. on that. <laughs> see it all bro. Hook it up. Bro. We're gonna Hook get, it up. Uh, Brother Umar gonna have to do some decorations yes. <laughs> in there. I like that. Yeah. Bro, can we write that? Let's do it. The United States, and we built, built this shit, shit for, for free. Yeah, we can get Dan Kahlua in there. Yeah, he's very convincing. Yeah, I want Jada Pinkett to come back on this one. Yeah, I want Lawrence Fishburne to land the motherfucking Never Can and just like all all these generations of Black people come from outer space and underground. That's, man, that man, that's gonna
3: be harder than I, I, Planet I'm, I'm of the Apes. I'm fucking with that heavy already. I yeah, think that's a
2: great idea. Guess who else gonna be in it? Cool. Shaka
3: Khan. Okay. <laughs> But well, you know what? Maybe she just sings the opening. You want her in it? I want her in it. I okay. want her to walk out and give a speech
2: Okay. like she's standing on a cliff or a ledge. And she's like, black people, <laughs> we are here, but she'll do it better. Maybe Grace Jones, too. Grace Jones. <laughs> Ooh. Grace Jones. Ooh. Grace Jones. Yeah. Grace, in the movie, Jones Grace Jones and Naomi Campbell are sisters. OK. You see, how I put that together. Is
3: it, is it a comedy or is it a drama? uh
2: huh. Uh-uh. Drama. Nah, it's, more, it's, it's more like a Star Wars. It's like our Star Wars. Okay. I think that's
4: it's dope. Like,
3: it's got to be like 10 of them because we 10 behind on <laughs>
4: At least.
3: 10? Now, yeah, we got a little bit of catching up to do. Right. But I think, yeah, like that piece, you know, it was inspired by enslaved, Ameri- enslaved African Americans, transatlantic slave trade. And the original piece is hanging up in the gathering spot right now. But yeah. uh, like I wrapped this whole flag that I built, you know, which the front of it is a cross section of a slave ship. And I wrapped the entire flag in, like, this chain that looked like the shit was from, like, the 1700s, you know? And uh, it was, like, the most emotional, heaviest piece that I've done. But I think that one is uh, probably the run that I really put my all into it the most. You know, I always... You know, I'm always into, like, whatever it is I'm working on at that moment. But that piece, like, when people see it, it's beautiful, but it's haunting at the same time.
2: Mm. You know I'm gonna ask, man. What was it like working with the... Dope ass outcast,
3: man. Man, you know what? Working with those guys. Uh, Cause it them was niggas great, literally
2: man. came from the future. Right. And came back to right. do this shit. Man. Right.
3: You know what, man? Like, I remember, uh, like, ha- just having conversations with them just about, like, their concept of space, you know? And I, I remember. Talking to Dre about when he really made the flip and started singing about like things that came to him in his dreams and things like that. And when you're in the moment and you're having those type of conversations, you don't really trip off of that shit. You'd be like, Yeah, yeah, did you approve this logo? You know what I mean? But when, but when you sit back and you think and then you see like how you know they told you something a year a year before they drop and how everything maps out, it's a it's it's incredible. But like those guys or are definitely geniuses, man. I mean, I look at them like they're this gen- this era's version of like the Rolling Stones or some shit. Like they're bigger than hip hop. Like they, they've they transcended. You Let know? me ask you this, for
2: the artists, like in the music game or, you know, whatever. How important is it to have that signature logo?
3: You know, what? I think it's very important for one, uh, two reasons, one, I mean, you wanna have something that somebody can recognize you instantly from whether it's from a distance or whether it's from up close, you know, and then also just the, just the longevity and legacy of merchandising. So, you know, like it's, it's a shitload of uh, bands, especially like on the rock side that sells so much merch. Rolling Stones. That yes, man, like that mouth and that tongue. I mean, then they license it. Absolutely. So it's, it's, and Kiss. I mean, it's an important thing to think about. Most definitely. It's a, but when you think about. uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah, I mean, shit, the Commodore's had it. Yeah. But, but when you think about like a lot of the big black bands and, and hip hop artists, like you can't name too many symbols. I, was, I mean, Outcast has theirs. Uh, you know, Run DMC has theirs. But other than that, like, I don't know who you could, Public Enemy. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's them three, but I can't think of anybody that has that symbol that when you see it, it's like the Batman shit in the sky, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, it's very important. That's dope. Like bro. your backwoods, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. You
4: know what?
2: I'm a sucker for some advertising, bro. <laughs> this shit
3: was so dope.
2: I was like, I gotta have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they I did got a good some job. good friends over there at backwoods. That's been. That's been making sure I stay with some fresh-ass backwoods shit to throw with the J's
3: and... That's great. Yeah, that's that great, nature.
2: so... And then it shit out early. Ain't nobody got news yet. So. so how
3: long did it take you to coordinate all of that? You just like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see it. Yellow, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The red so yeah, and yeah. red with the yellow shit, and then yeah. the yellow
3: and red... Oh my God! So did you lay out two different Js, or did you like have on red? Okay, this oh, how okay. they come. Got it. Got yeah. it got and I'm it,
2: just it. putting them up so they'll know that they knew. Got it. So they can see <laughs> that the bottom is icy and shit like that. I'll they be they are clean. Hands off on this show, man. They are clean as you should. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Because well, if you look today, good, you get paid uh, Again, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> up. I just wanted to bump yeah. them back up and let them know we're still in here with it. Jay, when play me some pimping while we doing this, man. We got company in the house, man. Yeah. He gonna think we ain't creative enough. Now, he was killing it earlier, when he said his name. Don't was... boost his head up, man. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, this nigga, okay, okay. nigga named yeah. John, but he got us calling him J-O-N. J-O-N. Yeah, yeah, I was like, is it, yeah. I hate this dude, bro.
3: And I was like, does this stamp or something? He was like, nah, he got that in middle school too. You got your nickname from middle school, right? Yeah, I think you rock with it. Like when 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 God has somebody give you a middle name, you ke- I mean nickname, you keep that shit.
2: Bro, this know? dude is authentically one of the coolest motherfuckers you ever met. This nigga don't never get out of character. That's good. For real, I ain't That's never good. seen him yell, run.
4: <laughs> I ain't never seen
2: him in a hurry. <laughs> this motherfucker
3: is on one speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, so what are you working on? What's next? Like, what's what's exciting coming up for you? What's exciting? Shit,
2: it's all exciting because none of this shit was ever supposed to happen. So, every show was exciting. Right now, the main thing that I'm doing since the world is so crazy and just to be extra safe is just I'm doing these tour dates with Mike Epps. Okay. So, you know, we dropping five or six days at a time. That's great. Just you know, just taking yeah. it slow. You know, yeah. day by day, going yeah. back into this shit. Yeah, creating this. We working on some animated shit, trying okay. to get the Roach Motel. We got this cartoon.
3: Yeah, I was taking that tur- that uh, T-shirt out. Yeah,
2: man. Uh, this from the we had did some dope shit on the show, and the fans wanted us to bring that. Okay. We had did a song called Everybody Had Roaches and got it. So we did got one this an exterminator. Yeah. Uh, hey, I've so been, here's
3: a funny one, man, for you. I mean seeing just like connections. So a long time ago, man, like I designed Nick Cannon's hip hop album cover. Right. Shit never came out. You
2: the dude we've been looking for because you should (laughs) have told him. Nah, just bullshit. Nah, that shit
3: never came out though. I remember, uh, you know, like I ran into him at an event. It was like uh, Grammy week. And I was like, hey, man, I designed your cover. He's like, man, I don't tell nobody about that shit. You, know, you, you don't want he nobody gonna, to know. not see this. Yeah. Nah,
2: yeah. that dude's so damn cool, man. Yeah. He's a cool one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, though. It's a small-ass world.
3: Yeah, man. Everything is connected. And so I think, uh, especially in Atlanta, I mean, right. you know, it's easy to run in and bump into... You know, a great opportunity. So that's why you got to keep your reputation tight. Let me ask you this:
2: After working with all these people who are, you know, considered legends and you know titans in the mm-hmm. music industry, how do you pick now who you work with after having a resume like?
3: Man, that? it's it's got to be like if I'm working on like a creative direction design type project, it has to be two things that are the factor. factor. Uh, do I love the music and the and do they got a budget? Yeah. You know, because other than that, it's just like. I, I'm not really into it. But if I dig the music, then maybe your budget don't even have to be as, yeah. like, a normal budget, you know? Going
2: back to the music, tell me about your Tommy Boy days. Oh, man. I used to love that Tommy Boy logo with the that three was a niggas good, Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was, was a good logo. logo.
3: Man, so Tommy Boy, I mean, that, uh, it, it got me and my wife to New York City. Uh, the job wasn't all that fucking hot, I mean, it was, I was like, the, I started the clothing line. It never line. is, it's just the shit you do. Yeah, the yeah, I started that clothing line, but what was dope was being wow. in New York City, and uh, ex- especially like at that age, and uh, being able to freelance for everybody, so while I was up there, I mean, even though work was like, kind of hectic, uh, I was freelancing for like Andre Harrell, Uptown Records, Puffy and Bad Boy, uh shit everybody that I can kind of get a meeting with you know and just the city the the energy of the city at that time you know it it, it's one of those things that leaves a stamp on you and so I came from St. Louis which was slow moving like your boy yeah you know and then I uh and then moved to New York City so it was culture shock for me when I went up there yeah and one of the funniest things that I heard was like in the obvious people said, You're not from here around you. And I was like, nah, how do you know? It's like, cause you always smile and I'm like, damn, you know. Yeah, they don't like it. So it's like, nah, they didn't like you, they didn't like you to smile at least, you know, in the in the early nineties they didn't like you smiling in New York City. But uh They but don't they- really have a lot to
2: smile about. This
3: is this is true, but at the same time they do. Like I seen some of the craziest shit that i ever seen in my life in New York City that you was would've. just random. You, you will. and it'll be so normal to right. everybody. Right, and, it, and it'll be right next, like you can see the craziest shit right next to the most expensive, richest shit. I mean, literally like right next to it, yep. it don't matter. A homeless know? dude taking the shit, eating a Dunkin' Donut. Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: And
4: yes.
3: Shit right there, yes. but he'll go yeah. and wash his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what <now>? about <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, I seen that. Like, one time at lunch, I just seen the dude pull his pants down. He was shitting on the side of a building. And exactly. I was like, and he was still talking yeah. to me. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: another day of job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's double back on something that you briefly spoke on, these NFTs. Yeah. This shit is blowing up, man. Can you give us a, a better description of what that is?
3: Man, I think uh, oh, the oh, NFT, yeah, yeah. I think... What it does is it gives artists and creators the opportunity to authenticate whatever it is that they own and they create, and then maybe get paid on it for longevity, right? Right. And so an NFT can be anything that people consider worth having, ownership, in and keeping. So like this conversation right here that we tape could be an NFT. Right. You know, you put it up and you, you uh, have it minted and you get your blockchain information and posting on a site and then you kind of up and rolling but the shit is it's really really crazy and i think that it's going to disrupt a lot of business markets you know
2: let me ask you this for the struggling artists who may be watching uh what advice would you give to somebody who's super talented mm-hmm. that's, you know, having one of those, those, you know, those moments that you right. have as an artist where things right. might not be moving? Right. Not to say that it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just one of those things that you go through creatively right. trying so to get I th- your feet.
3: I think that like most artists, you know, like we really don't think like business, you know. And so you could be an artist and you always painting and you like, well, shit, like my shit ain't selling, you know. And so I think, you know, if, if you have in that type of run. And and you confident in your work, you might have to position that shit in another lane. Like maybe. Okay. Let me yeah. ask you
2: this: What? Because I got this friend that's a dope ass artist, but every time she finished a piece, she refused to sell it. What about? What advice would you give artists who are like that? They create all of this shit that they want nobody to have.
3: Uh, well, it's a couple things. I mean, if she wants to create it, and then. Maybe photographing and sell prints or sell T-shirts or coffee mugs. I mean, you. No, oh, she won't let nobody get it. It's just a uh, big ass personal collection. Shit, I mean, I was told like when I was in the eighth <clears throat> grade that if you're an artist, you gotta let the world know. You know, now see, and see. that's some shit. That yeah, can man. All that's that, another deposit, shirt, man.
1: Yeah. AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Go to Nix.com. That's K-N-I-X.com.
3: And so because of Play that, like... down, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Over there on Facebook. You yeah. What, you're <laughs> with, what your dad is talking about. Hey, I try to tell him. If you're an artist, you have to let, let the, the world, world know, know it. Yeah. And so, and then I also believe, like, a, a lot of times, just like in everything, a lot of things in life, you got to let shit go so that you can get to the greater things, right? And so, like, with me... Like with all of the art pieces that I've done over the years, like I don't feel emotionally connected to anything, you know, like. But uh, I feel emotionally connected to my ideas and how I came up with that. But after I finish the piece, matter of fact, after I think of the piece, a lot of times I feel like I I won already. But then I got to go through the steps, which is the working part of the artist. Got to go make that shit. Got to go paint that shit like that's the work. But the idea is what I truly love. And so I think, you know, to me, like, I go through the process of, like, I gotta get shit out of my sight so that I can have new ideas. You ever seen some
2: of your shit and wanted it back?
3: No.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No. No, no, no. no, no, no. But you know what?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, never that. But it's things that, like, that I've done that I didn't care if it ever sold or not because I I really was, you know, I was digging it like that. But other than that, like, I'm usually more excited to create the next new thing, you know? And so, like, when I'm working on things... I'm thinking of other shit that I could be working, like I'm learning from this experience to take to the next experience. And so if all you're doing is looking at them same experiences all all the time, it's hard to get the new ideas in. So when you get in your zone, what are you listening to, bro?
2: I listen to everything, man. I listen to... Well, tell me some of your new favorite niggas, the new rap niggas. Ah, uh, man. Some of the young niggas. Uh, What's probably, niggas you
3: be listening to? Earth Gang. Okay. Uh, Shit, like from a rap standpoint, I mean, I like... Uh, Travis Scott. You know, is he is he considered a, yeah, a young... Okay. Yeah. I like him. I, I got I, the craziest Travis Scott story. Yeah, I got it. Like we, B- yeah. we got to hear it.
2: Yeah, at the BET Awards. I
3: like Damani like, uh, Harris a lot. He cold as fuck. Yeah, we got to get him on here. He Let dope. me tell you this Travis yeah. Scott story. So we had the BET
2: Awards. Everybody outside. Like, all the people who performing outside. All the rappers and shit. So it's like... This right when his shit was super on fire right he get ready to go on stage right so he coming like i think he was on like a truck or some shit He we were walking <laughs> to the loading dock bro this mug he walked and like slipped and popped his fucking kneecap oh shit. on the way to the stage and i'm like oh shit
3: he supposed to be first
2: <laughs> he like toys acl or some shit right there in front of me i'm like so what did they do Nigga, they fixed it. I mean not his leg, but they fixed the performance oh, okay. shit where it, he had it, I think he kinda just like laid on some shit or something. Okay. But I know he left <laughs> yeah. right after that because That's crazy. He fucked this shit up. Yeah. That's not good. I but was yeah. like it was like right in front of me too. So he walking and he missed a step or some shit or his leg gave out. And I was like, oh, somebody get this man. Damn. <laughs> I'm not qualified to
3: handle that's funny. superstars. But stuff. I think like young, like is I mean, is J. Cole considered young? Yeah. He, okay, yeah, young. I mean, young so I mean man. I love like him. Uh, I mean, obviously Kendrick Lamar, and right. I mean, I like motherfuckers who can like rap, rap, for real. Know? And so that's who I mean. I'm so you like, gotta,
2: you got to give some of them other guys a chance too. Some of them ones who are not necessarily great rappers.
3: No, they no, that's some, that's see, he puts they me bring on some like, like great yeah, energy. Yeah, no, yeah. So my son, I mean, he's in charge of curating those playlists for me. But uh, he put me on, like, what's the, what's the young guy out in California? Uh, Roddy Rich. Like, he put me up on Roddy Rich. You like that singing shit. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. He's singing yeah. that shit. Roddy Rich cold. Yeah. But, you I mean. You
2: listen to Rod Wave. Okay. He's, he's a big dude, bro. He's okay. Big singing nigga. Rod Go Wave. On. Put that down stick. He know yeah. Rod Wave. Yeah, oh, he got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and if then, you really want to hit some real aggressive shit, like NBA Youngboy. Okay. He's, yeah, that's that's his that's, his, that's his guy, bro. too. I don't know Dude. what he did to the right. to the next generation. Okay, but he is the Elvis of okay. his time. Okay,
3: and I like and I like little baby. I think yeah, little yeah. baby, Lil yeah, baby I Kobe think little baby's there. legit. You know, but some some of it I just can't. I'm like, damn, am I getting? old? I mean, I am. Oh, should I be 53? But. Uh, but yeah, some shit, I just, like, I can't even, uh... Yeah, I we'll get too hard on the young You don't dudes, fucking bro.
2: move me. Huh? We'll be too hard nah, on the Nah, I'm young
3: not guys. hard on them. I, you know, they just, like... I'm saying our
2: generation, like... Uh, it's hard the on The one, them. the generation right. right in front of the guys who are right. hot
3: right now. right. Yeah, we're right. like,
2: man, you ain't got no lyrics. And then you <laughs> listen back to some of this shit we would been listening to. Like, that man, oh, it's man, crazy. I mean,
3: yeah, I was, I was uh, you know, the other day, I was just listening to shit like the Fat Boys and like the Skinny Boys. Like they yeah. came out when I was like a junior in high school, like in 86. But they weren't really talking about shit either. It was just like kind of like the party boys, raps, but bro, we loved the fat it. The Boys yeah.
2: definitely wasn't talking about yeah. shit. Yeah, so,
3: I mean, yeah they're, they, cold. yeah. they're cold. And so, you know, everything Everything goes in cycles. I just know, like, the, the, musically, what always moves me is the storyteller, yeah. you know? And so, like, when I think about, you know, like, Andre 3000's On 16 Ain't Enough with Rick Ross, you know, I'm like, shit, is that, like, if that, if those bars are the standard, you know, and and like, you know, shit T.I. like the Libra album. Like right. I love that fucking album, you know, by Tip. I designed it by the way, but You, you know. I know. Yeah, but yeah. um so I'm I'm just I'm into that. I'm into the stories. I want shit to take me places. The coldest I, young new storytelling nigga is,
2: well he's no longer with us, but King Vaughn. Okay. That nigga gave you every detail. Okay. In the car with the radio on, listening to some music, heard a song. I didn't like this shit. You know
3: just how I do it. I be like, nigga,
2: he gave you every detail. That's funny, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he I mean, he love Nip. Way. I love Nip. You know, I guess he's a young guy too. I love. I love. Love
2: the way stuff. Nipsey rap. Yeah, Nipsey man. rap. Like you yeah. was with him earlier. I mean, yeah. He just reminding you of yeah. all the shit y'all did.
3: Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. Like, the way that he raps, <laughs> but I agree. The way that he raps, it reminds me, and this is way off to the left, but it's a book. I don't know if you read it. It's called Relentless by Tim Grover. I will? But you I'll got be- it. Yo, you it's will, called Relentless? Relentless by Tim Grover. You will finish that shit in two days. And, and Tim Grover, shit, he should be at... Pay me for this advertising, but you're Tim Grover it? was Michael. no, nah, he was Michael Jordan's trainer when Mike was in the NBA, and okay. then he started working with Kobe and Dwayne Wade. But the book is written as if you sitting right next to them on the bench, and he they just talking through shit. It's dope. But it'll get you if that shit don't get you going, nothing can. You yeah. know, it's a great book. That's what's up, man. But it reminds me of Nip when you read it. I mean, it's you know because of the quality that you said, it's like you you write with him. You know, yeah. It's the same thing.
2: Because sometimes Nip, he'll just throw a bar in there and it, it kind of sounds like he is talking to you.
3: <laughs> your pills, this is my weed. I was like, Are you okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talks with that, yeah. man.
2: Bro, we got to collab on a project, man.
3: Man, I would love to, man. I mean, I've been doing uh, a few collaborations with different. Musicians and uh, we didn't artists, know comedians though, bro. No, but let's fucking go. That's what I'm. And you saying. know, and then I'm, I'm the, I'm the type like, if we say we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. We ain't gonna meet fifteen times. I'm gonna call, young. I'm gonna no. be like, yo, you got that shit? All right, send it to me. That's you know, I'm what I'm It's right. like I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred. Y'all hearing this right now? I'm a hundred percent in. So whatever bro, it is, you want to try? You
2: know why it's gotta happen? Why? Cause your son is a fan of this
3: show. <laughs> you think he's not gonna let that shit happen? Right. Right shit you know that's crazy i gotta I got uh you know i gotta have him as my project manager then let him manage this process yeah you know he, he but, but yeah but we could, could i mean whatever it is like not don't think you know. here we got a whole
2: nother setup that we're going with okay you know what i'm saying yeah we would definitely want to want to get some real dope shit in there mm-hmm. y'all, y'all need
3: up. a big dope box actually for real mhm like i like i make these dope boxes that are like a table although this, like shit, this, is table, this shit is fly too this shit is fly yeah that. my made that shit is dope He did a man. great job tell me more
2: about this dope box what can i see it can you a site where people can hit you yeah up
3: actually on? yeah so if you go to yeah, dlwarfield.com everything is on there you know my instagram my twitter everything is just dlwarfield.com
2: i'm on it i'm about to get on it right now because yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm building me a man cave right now. Where at? At my house. Okay. And uh, that shit you said, I like that. That box shit. Give me some more detail on it.
3: Man, so I started doing the Dope series like in 2014. And obviously, I mean, everybody knows what the word dope means in hip hop vernacular. So it was something that I've been saying since like 1981, well, really 1982. And... Uh, so I started making these pieces and they and uh the very first piece that I made was for a fundraiser for Chris Kelly's foundation okay and so he from Chris had Cross. A, I mean yeah from Chris Cross yeah, yeah. you got to tell these
2: folks <laughs> Bro, I'm telling Chris
3: Cross all right Who, yeah who's, who's Chris Kelly the great right, right. <laughs> no Chris Cross yep so I got hit up from a, a young woman named Angela Watts that was curating his uh, an event, a fundraising event for his foundation. They asked me if I would put work in the show to help r- raise money. I think it was for either cancer or leukemia. Right. I was like, yeah. But then I didn't have shit that was hip-hop related. So, you know, I started doing these pieces that just said dope, you know. And uh, they all saw it And I was like, well, shit. Like, maybe I should keep exploring it. So uh, since then, I mean, I started... He went from making two-dimensional pieces to actually building boxes that say dope all over that you can sit on. We have some that sit on the table. And then from that, in 2019, I did an event. Uh, It was at the Whiskey Blue, where I invited six of Atlanta's top photographers to come out and shoot people sitting on my dope box. And so we we created this whole series called Sitting on Dope. And so after they did the photos, the plan was to do a follow-up art show of me making artwork from the photos. But, you know, COVID hit. So I have all of these assets, you know, that eventually I will do a show called The Dope Show. You know, so I did collaborations with photographers and then I did collaborations with artists like my guy, uh, Fabian Williams, Hobo Inc., Paper Frank, Melissa Mitchell, Jeremy Brown, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, and a bunch of others. So at some point we're going to do the show because everybody has to see all of this work and all of these collaborations together. And uh, the thing that I like about that dope series the best, and even when I when I first came up with the idea, I thought it could be a great mechanism to get artists to collaborate. Right. You know, because I mean I don't know if it's like that, like this in comedy, but a lot of times I think artists really don't work together that much. Well, you know,
2: you know comedy is such a solo sport, I right? Mean, unless it's a movie or like a sketch or something, right? I don't really see too much collaboration
3: happening. Okay, you know? so but as far as you writing your stand up is it just you or do you work with other people on Well, it works like this. It's just like say, everybody has a circle of friends Right, trust. When
2: you right. do, you might show up to the club and do do all this new shit that you wrote. Mm-hmm. And your partner might give you the best tag. Right. So don't say this, just throw this in there. Right. Oh, you know what you should say? Or right. they, that's the way that Got it. comedians Got collab, it. Got or it. Got when it. you see us outside riffing or joining on mm-hmm. somebody, and it's like, that's how we keep the flex, the muscles yeah.
3: flex. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, uh, like, all of my best creative ideas that came from joining. You know, yeah. like, I mean, uh, comedy, man, it, it has fueled so many. Um, Ideas, the spontaneity of it, being able to think on your feet, and so even like with a lot of my artwork, just the wittiness of it. Like when I explain that shit, people are like, oh shit, you know. Right. See, like when, when you I really, said
2: that, yeah. it's like the wittiness of the com. To me, as a performer, as a comedian, it's like, fuck the jokes that I wrote, right? Right. Like. All, this, all the laughs that I get in between jokes that I wrote, right. that's the real comedy. Yeah, because
3: that's, that's when motherfuckers like, oh shit, right. you know?
2: The joke I wrote yeah. is supposed to work. Right,
3: right. <laughs> no, I, I feel you on that. I mean, it's, it's like watching a movie, and you laugh, and that's some shit that's off to the left. Yeah. Like, you know, the scene is here, but it's a motherfucker back here doing some crazy-ass shit, and you just see that and laugh.
2: Just like you the know. black dude on RoboCop. I don't know if people remember that one scene on RoboCop where all the cops was rolling out and they was hitting the corner real hard, about 20 police cars and there was a black dude selling hot dogs and he just looked up. <laughs> he just looked
4: up, he was like, they're going to kick somebody out.
2: <laughs> Classic, most Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, because the shit is ever. so off to the left. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And that was his one life. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. So I did a, uh, in 2019, I did a show uh, at Wish Gallery, you know, smaller spot. But the whole thing was really targeted towards, you know, Gen Z, the millennials, and it was called The Million Likes. And it was based on uh, America's, well, really the world's fascination of just, like, fame and celebrity and losing their soul. And so I had a lot of those pieces in there that was speaking directly, to, Like, giving you, like, those witty shit. Like, at first you don't get it, but then you're like, oh, shit. Like, that's what he's talking about, you know. So that's fun, man. And, like, you have, like, your crew that you you know, that you bounce things off and riff with. Artists work the same way. I mean, yeah. I have guys that I could be up at one o'clock in the morning, I call, yo, Chris, what you think of, you know? So I, I See, probably- I'm that guy. Yeah. I call
2: everybody way too much.
3: Yeah, but I that's good. Them. I mean, I, uh, and you gotta, you gotta have those, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, uh, when I was in art school, like I remember, uh, at the time when my teacher was telling me about the value of having A like network. studio mates, yeah. yeah. And at the time, I wasn't really tripping off of that shit. But when you but when you get out and when you are working and it's just you with that one light on at two o'clock in the morning, you kind of wish you had people to bounce things off of. Yeah, you know?
2: and people who know how to respectfully do it. Too, right. You know what I mean? Right. Some people like to take over your ideas. Well, shit, you ain't do it. Bitch, I ain't finished with it yet. Let me finish. Right, right. Let me finish cooking. Yeah. Yeah. You can always tell when they about to steal your shit, though. Yeah. This is what comedians always say when they about to steal it. What? got a joke like
3: that. (laughs) no you don't.
2: No you don't, bitch. You don't have no joke like that, bitch. How you got a joke about my
3: surgery, bitch? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I oh, was I was I was finna have a
2: certain show. Use a you fucking liar. Up. Yeah. Use a lion motherfucker man. Funny, man. man drop that social one more time oh, so we my, can see Yeah the, the social
3: way. uh DL Warfield so just you can find me everywhere just you putting that name up. Yeah know? or you could use the hashtag uh DL Warfield did this and all kind of shit come up because I can't even remember some of the shit that I did.
2: Well look bro. I know this your introduction to the trap yeah. but definitely don't let this be your last time. You hey see the type of we we put out No, you know what?
3: I, I, like this uh that t-shirt right there the cream long sleeve shit. I yes. mean I like that shit is cold. Yeah, not saying that the other stuff ain't, but, man, as soon as I seen that, I was like, ah, oh, that's that's a great piece. That's exactly why we're that's doing That's a great piece. Because that's
2: not even our lane. we comedians, remember? We right. Ju- we, we're trying to figure this shit out.
3: Hey, but you know what? I think uh, it's beauty and not having all the fucking answers, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, i I'll even... I mean, I've done a lot of things, but I know I don't have all the answers, and so I think, to me, that has ed- I mean, um, aided my longevity. Right. Because I'm always trying to figure shit out and I'm always curious versus me sitting while well, I fucking know everything and then you don't learn shit else so I'm trying to figure that shit out too man well there you have it folks it's not yep, just, that
2: absolutely. won't be your last time yeah we're gonna be looking forward yeah to getting a project here in the future yeah 85 South show black excellence my man D.L. Warfield yep.
1: <laughs> at connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream